paid 260 euros for a pair of Crocs, man. Those shoes pretty much broke my foot. It's only going downhill from here. What up, guys? This is Josh. And this is Fobbs. And this is the Kickback Pod. And we are back. Yet another episode. Are we on episode eight or nine? I think it's eight. I think it's episode nine. Is <laughs> nine? Oh, nine. man. How did nine. I lose count already? <laughs> episode nine of the Kickback Pod. I'm your host, Josh Dominic, and I'm here with my man, Fobbs. We are about to get into it once again. Uh, we, we have been covering classics over the last uh, couple of pods. We talked about Adidas. We talked about Nike. In today's pod... We're gonna give. We're gonna put some light on one of the most underappreciated brands out there, and definitely one of our favorites. Uh, both of your hosts on the podcast, and that is New Balance. We'll be covering two of their most popular models, give you some of the history there, and of course, as always, um, we're gonna get into latest pickups and whatnot, and also the also sneakers in the upcoming weeks, which are the best ones to look out for. Uh, yeah, so those are pretty much what's in store for today's pod. Before we get into that, though, how you doing, Fobs? It's been two weeks. What's popping in your life? Dude, I'm, I'm doing well. I mean, we were just talking about allergies before this. So like, uh, shout out to everyone else uh, out there struggling with allergies. Allergy uh, season. Allergy season. But no, other than that, all good. Um, I actually have... So I want to ask you, because I saw this on your story the other day and I replied to you. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. The, okay. All right. The, the Knicks. Why do you hate the New York Knicks? Bro, I don't hate the Knicks, man. I just have a problem with how much media attention they're getting. Like, dude, like literally any YouTube, any like TNT, uh, every sports media outlet out there. It's like the playoffs is just one team right now, you know, like they're just completely ignoring everything else happening in the NBA. It's like, let's just talk about the Knicks, Knicks, Knicks. And I'm just like, man, let's end this series as fast as possible. They have no (laughs) shot anyways. Like, I don't even want them to go to the next round. Like, they're not going to beat Philly. So it's just a complete waste of time. So just let's let's get the Knicks out of here, man. Well, I I don't think I don't think either team is going to beat Philly in the next round. But I think... You know, at least the, Atlanta will make it interesting, though. Like, better, well, I more don't know. than I mean, the Knicks. I mean, yeah, I mean, they have, they have Trey Young, who I guess is like more explosive and more of a game changer than anyone on the Knicks. But I think to answer your question, like, the, the Knicks are the biggest market team in the NBA, like, bigger than the Lakers, you know, like in terms right. of just market size, right? And they've been shit for so long. So the fact that they're actually decent, I mean, I think it it was surprising to me that they went 3-1 down against the Hawks, right? I think it's 3-1 now, right? Now um, it's 3-1, right. And so, I mean, I think it's highly unlikely that they go through, which is a shame because before that, everyone was like, oh shit, they're like the fourth seed. They have home advantage. They might actually make it into the second round. I guess everyone got ahead of themselves, myself yeah. included. But uh, yeah, I mean, they're just... Just balling out, Derek Rose, man. What a guy! What a guy! Derek, come on. If your best player is like thirty-seven-year-old Derek Rose, or however old he is, come on. I feel man. like he's only like thirty-two or thirty-three. He's probably not even that old. I, I think, yeah, I think he's only, yeah, you're right. I think he's only thirty-one or so, man. You remember when the D Rose uh, shoes were like the hottest thing in basketball? Dude, I mean, the the Yeezy D Roses might come out soon. So, oh those, yeah, be hot that's again. true. Oh, I'm actually really hyped on those. They they kind of look like centipedes on your they, feet. They look they look crazy. I don't know how they would work for actual performance sports, but that doesn't matter because they look sick. Yeah, they they look dope as hell, man. Uh, speaking of performance sports, I'm actually sore as fuck. Because I, I just started for the first time in my life. I just started running. Oh, so I started a running program. I downloaded this app on my phone. And by the way, not sponsored or anything. I downloaded <laughs> this app on my phone called uh, Couch to 5K. Oh, so, I, I know that. App, yeah. 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 It's, it's, you can tell by the name of the app, like what it's meant to do. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's put, it's put me on this running program, which I've been doing for like about a week and a half. And I just literally did a run, like uh, maybe like half an hour before recording this. Nice. And like my uh, man, I feel sore in parts of my body. I didn't even know you could feel yeah. sore in when you start running, you don't realize like, you think like, Oh, you just use your legs to run, but yeah. then you your back is sore your shoulders are sore your abs are sore like everything hurts after you do that first run it's terrible. yeah i'm like why is my upper back sore right now like i was yeah, running. right <laughs> it's the worst yeah. 
yeah so it's it's uh yeah it's it's been an adjustment but uh, i'm i'm into it so far man i'm enjoying it so let's see nice. if i actually make it to 5k i think you will thank you man thank you for the encouragement <laughs> Uh, you want to quickly touch on uh, Chelsea? <laughs> Chelsea? Oh, I mean, oh man, I mean, I, I, I would rather Chelsea win it than Man City, to be honest. So, yeah, uh, I think Pep's all, gonna get fired. Man. Pep's gonna nah, get fired. He's he's, Dude, he's untouchable. But you think? I mean, that's disappointing, man. Like Chelsea, like they lost their manager like halfway through the year, and like they won Champions League. Yeah, because they upgraded their manager. They got a world-class manager. Like, Tuchel was amazing last year in uh, at PSG. He brought them all the way to the final. They lost, even though I think they probably were better than Bayern in the final, they lost. Yeah. So, he's, I mean, I think I think there's no shame to lose to Tuchel in the final, especially with, you know, the team that Chelsea has built. Like, they weren't performing under Lampard, but that, that doesn't mean they weren't a good team, in my opinion. I. I mean, they were such a joke in the beginning of the season that, so I was like, honestly, I would have never, ever, at the start of the Champions League, I would have never thought Chelsea was going to be a winner. I didn't even think they would make it past the group stage even. So I mean, that's that's what happened last time, right? In 2012, when they beat Bayern in the final uh, with, yeah. with Drogba and all those guys. Uh, yeah. I guess it's kind of like Chelsea's thing where they suck for the first half of, this, half of the season, but they just managed to make the knockout stages fire their manager, get a new manager, win the Champions League. Maybe they should do that more often. <laughs> yeah, I mean, shout out to Chelsea. Shout out to uh, the Germans on the team, Timo and Kai uh, for the big and, goal And as Tony, well. Tony Rudiger as well. Oh, yeah. and Yeah, exactly. Tony Rudiger as well. Yeah, definitely. It was interesting, man. Interesting, interesting year this year in, in football. But uh, sure. I mean, okay, we've been talking about a lot of non-sneaker related topics, man. Our audience is like, what the hell is going on? Let's get I into bet it, you know, man. but I bet you there's a lot of basketball and football fans out there that also like sneakers. But we should Yeah, true. Uh, You're right. You, if you drew like a, a Venn diagram, right? Like mm-hmm. yeah, like, like an they, intersection. They, they would be a very big intersection and they're all listening in on this pod. For so, sure. <laughs> <laughs> let's get into latest uh, latest pickups, man. So you want to go first or should I go? Uh I'll I'll let you go first this time. All right, man. My latest pickup. I saw there's two of them. Uh, very hyped about the first one. It's been actually both of these are dunks. Um, the first of which was the Ambush Dunks, which released oh. early in Europe. Uh, the Deep Royal Colorway, which I, if you guys, I don't know if you guys watched already my video review of it. I actually called it my personal shoe of the year so far. Oh, so, wow. Big, big call. Yeah, so so pr- prior to this shoe, my shoe of the year was the Ready Made Blazer. Um, and I just, I love this colorway, man. I love this colorway of the ambush dunks. I love the swoosh and the quality is just amazing. And compared to the other two colorways, I think they really got the color blocking right on this pair because the, uh, the outsole, the outsole is also blue, just like the rest of the upper. So it goes really well. And they have the, the, you know, like the aged midsole as well. So I just feel like overall it's a super, super nice colorway. And uh, it just, it looks dope on feet too, man. I'm a big fan of the of the ambush dunks. Um, and and it will be releasing, by the way, all you Americans listening on the pod will be releasing in the US on June uh, the 15th. Uh, the other colorway, the other dunk I copped was the uh, lemon dunks. Oh, this yeah. One, yeah, this one. This one also, man, like uh, shout out to Dryman Fietzig and Halb. That's the shop that I uh, copped this from. Um, they sent over... Uh, an actual like lemon pot as well as like oh i saw that yeah like a planting yeah, kit right like a lemon planting kit with like an actual lemon as well and like an instruction manual like how to like pot it and everything which which i which i actually did um so that was pretty cool and the, the shoes themselves also really really nice uh really really nice colorway and they didn't even make these in my size so i ended up getting a girl size but I tried to get a pair for you. I tried to, you know, I entered some raffles. I know you wanted this pair. So I was trying to get it in your size, but no luck. Um, oh, good. Thanks, man. But it's, uh, yeah, those are my, those are my two, two uh, pickups. What about you? Two very solid pickups. pickups. So I have, uh, I have my first one here, which is the uh, Y3 Ultra Boost 21. That's um, a lot of boost. It's, a, I mean, the Ultra Boost 21 is like the, the mother of all boosts. Like the heel, it's like you're wearing heels. It's insane. But it, Honestly, they're so comfortable. And I feel like, you know how hyped the first Ultra Boost was, right? And then they brought out like the Ultra Boost 20 and, and some other versions of it. And the, the hype kind of slowly died. This is honestly the best Ultra Boost so far. Like just the shape, 
everything, the, the boost, so, so comfortable. And then the Y3 version has like this updated kind of neoprene prime knit upper with like leather, um, leather stuff on the toe box and on the heel, making it feel a little bit more premium than the normal ones. So I'm a big fan of this shoe. And then because we're talking about New Balances today, New Balance Classics, I got myself a pair of the Gray oh. Day 5740s or 5740s, which is like the chunky version of the 5.74s, um, which is a shoe we will be talking about more later. So I will get to that later on. And what do you think of those 5740s? They're great, man. They're so comfortable. Uh, I thought when I first saw them that they would be too chunky on my feet. But um, honestly, I, I, I tried them on. I've worn them. I wore them around the office the other day. Super nice. And I love that what you don't see is that basically on one side of the shoe, they've kind of reversed the materials on the other side. So like where there's smooth leather, they put hairy suede on the other shoe and then vice versa. So basically one shoe is kind of like the polar opposite of the other, which is really cool. Oh, do they do that on all the colorways or just this one? No, just on this one, on the special gray day colorway. Oh, that's pretty cool. I mean, that's, that's a, I mean, it's a great, great colorway of, of, of that, of that model. I actually, I got a model, I got a colorway of that earlier in the year. And I actually did feel that at least on my feet, they looked really, really chunky uh, mm -hmm. in my size. So I didn't actually end up keeping that pair, but this colorway though, super nice for sure. Yeah. I feel like they're kind of, they're similar in shape to the um, Sakai vapor waffles mm -hmm. in that they're, they're kind of like wide and long. And I guess those shoes also look kind of not weird, but like they look bigger in big sizes. Um, I, in my size, like a US nine, it, it looks all right. Yeah. Okay. Nice, man. Nice pickups as well. Uh, all right. Let's get into some news. So uh, there's going to be possibly in the month of June, we might see the next two colorways drop of the Union Fours. Uh, one of them is called the Taupe Haze. And the other one is the Desert Moss. Uh, what do you think of these colorways? Are you planning on copying either of them? Nah, so I I mean, I said it when they leaked uh, both colorways like months ago or, or weeks or whatever it was. They're not as good as the first two, I would say, in my opinion. Um, in this pair, again, I like the Union Exclusive one better, which is, I think it's the top haze is union exclusive and the desert moss is like a nike sneakers and retailer pair um not a huge fan of the desert moss it's it's like this weird mix of like purple and like like brownish beige green um the other one the top haze one's nice it's like a gray with some blue i i, I could probably rock it but knowing that it's probably only releasing at union um yeah i i don't think i'm even gonna get my hands on them so i'm not even gonna try what about you? I completely agree. Nowhere near as good as the first two colorways. Like nowhere, nowhere near. Yeah. yeah. Especially, especially that I didn't know that the topazes were a union exclusive. But if that's the case, that's disappointing because that desert moss pair, it might even it's it's a contender for ugliest shoe of the year, in my opinion. Yeah, it's, it's kind of weird. I don't know it's what, a what horrible colorway. It's a disgusting colorway that I have yeah. no idea how you would even like wear something like that. It, it kind of reminds me of ACG shoes in a way, like uh, like weird combinations of colors. That's uh, true. I mean, it is inspired by like tenting and outdoors and hiking. So, oh, okay. That, I mean, that's a good call. Like it, it definitely has that ACG flavor, but yeah, not something that that's easily like wearable or combinable, I would say. Yeah. It's, it's weird that they went that route, like to get inspiration from outdoor, outdoor, whatever. I mean, like I, I don't see how union has anything to do with that like, or what the connection is there. Uh, but yeah, I, I was definitely disappointed in both those colorways. Uh, uh, what about this other news we've heard of uh, a possible 50 pack from Virgil, from Virgil I mean, it's and not, Nike. It's not possible anymore, right? He basically confirmed it. He posted that box on his Instagram with like the, the holes and the random kids sketches on there that apparently yeah. he drew. Um, and it, it had like, so on one side of the box, for those who haven't seen it yet, it had this thing that said like a lot. And then it had 50 boxes, like with numbers in them. And that basically confirms the rumors that Virgil, Off-White and Nike will be 
releasing 50 colorways of the off-white Nike Dunk low. Um, so a colleague of mine, actually, Tim, who runs Heart Copy, he uh, he kind of guessed that they would be store exclusives. And then he counted all the off-white stores in the world. And they apparently have 50, 50 or 52 stores in the world. So it, it could be that these will be like regional exclusives. So each store gets one colorway which I would say is probably the only way to make these hyped or like limited because 50 colorways is so many, like it's just an overload. And the only way you're going to be able to like keep people wanting them all is by making them like making 49 of them impossible to get for people in Germany, for example. So like you can only get one colorway in Germany. You can only get one colorway in Italy, one colorway in the U S or one color in one colorway in LA, one in New York or whatever it is. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I'm not a fan of Virgil and Nike kind of milking the 10 and turning it into the hundred or whatever it is now. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you tell me what you think. <laughs> yeah. I'm also thinking that, that that's a good, uh, potential theory that your friend, uh, what was the name? Tim, Tim, Tim. Yeah. The, yeah. That was a pretty good, uh, I think theory that he came up with like that's a it seems like a pretty good possibility because that's also what i kind of see uh i don't see them just releasing all 50 of these on the sneakers app no uh, and because because a lot of people I, on the comments you know when you know like sneaker news and all these other publications they reposted the, that virtual image and you know i read the comments people were like oh i can finally get a pair of dunks like uh i can i'm definitely gonna get one like uh, i'm not gonna take 50 l's well, I mean, I think most people are going to take 50 L's because, yeah. yeah, I do see these being kind of like a regional thing. And also, I think the quantities are probably not going to be too much. Uh, yeah, f- uh, I'm, I'm guessing like very, very limited quantities in all of these colorways. I have definitely seen some leaked images of some of the colorways. And I will say like the just, f- you know, when you can see the quality of a sneaker just from a picture. Mm-hmm. like the, the quality of these dunks look amazing and some of the colorways look amazing so uh, which ones I, have you seen because i've only seen like three different shades of white like there's been like two different gray ones or something like that yeah yeah i'm talking about those gray ones that i've seen yeah i've, I've, yeah. I've seen uh, those are the ones i've seen and like they okay. look good like the the i think the they, those colorways look good and also like the materials look really good yeah um yeah, I mean, but, it, it really depends on like what the colorways are, right? Like if it's 50 different shades of gray or, you know, 50 you shades know, of gray, <laughs> shout out my favorite movie. Uh, <laughs> I'm not surprised, um, man. <laughs> you, you know, you know, I like, I like to, yeah, I like to like, I like movies to reflect my real life basically. Um, no, but I, I think it really, really Romantic strongly depends, guy. you know, me yeah. uh, <laughs> Valentine's day every day. Um, <laughs> No, I, I think that like it's really important that the colorways are different and like like Tim kind of suggested, if they do keep them limited to different stores and then let's say like they were each limited to like 500 pairs, that's only 25,000 pairs total, right? That's not a lot of shoes for one mm-hmm. release. Then I can see it kind of being hyped and it would be interesting. I just think like, do we really need 50 different colorways of the same shoe? When no. he's already brought out three, you know, he's already got three dunks. So do we need 53 different off-white Nike dunks? I don't yeah, think so. it, it, It's a bit ridiculous. And like, also it's kind of unprecedented too. I've never seen Nike do this on any other sneaker. Uh, yeah. yeah I, I think they're just milking this Virgil collab, this Virgil partnership as much as they can. And yeah, I'm not a fan of it at all personally. Yeah. I, I guess we'll see. I mean, I'm sure that, Uh, more and more news will trickle out and we'll probably have some kind of confirmed news in the next month or so. Uh, I, yeah, just wait and see. And, and I guess we'll, we'll find out soon enough. Yep. So, uh, okay. So that's pretty much it for the news. So we're going to get into the major topic, uh, a continuation of our classic series. We're going to be covering new balance, which probably is one of the, if not the hottest sneaker brand right now. Uh, definitely has made a huge comeback over the last three years. Uh, so we're going to talk about two of their most their most classic models. I will first begin by talking about the 990s. Fabs is going to get into the 574. So uh, yeah, I mean let's let, let's just get into it. Uh, should I go first with the 990s? Yeah, teach me everything you know about the 990s. Yeah, so I mean a lot of this I was it was all news to me as well as I was kind of digging through uh, trying to find some info on this model. 
So the New Balance 990, it actually first debuted in the year 1982, which is a long time ago, 39 years ago. Wow. Um, and yeah. <laughs> and uh, at the time, it was the it was the first ever sneaker to retail at $100 ever. Yep. So I know a couple of weeks ago, I mentioned that the Adidas forums released for at $100. That came out in 84, the forums. Mm-hmm. And that was also the first Adidas sneaker to retail at 100 But the New Balance 990s was the first sneaker ever to retail at 100 uh, One of the major reasons for that is because the sneaker is or was and is entirely manufactured in the United States using good materials. And um, so, so it became kind of like this huge status symbol at the time to own a pair of these shoes. And the original colorway was this all over gray colorway. And the, the funny thing a bit, the funny thing about the, this gray colorway was that they chose this at the time to stand out from the rest. Because mm-hmm. at the time, every single running model, whether it be from Nike, Adidas, uh, it was a it was a common theme at the time that every running model was like super bright neon colors. So New Balance was like, we're gonna stand out, we're gonna gray this whole thing out, and that will differentiate us. And like, little did we know that throughout New Balance's history, like they'll always be kind of associated with that gray color. Like gray looks the best on New Balance sneakers. Gray, know that. gray is New Balance. Gray is New Balance. Gray is New Balance. But it's it's funny that at the time they started this, it was done as a, just a way to stand out from the rest uh, because of what was going on in the 80s at that time with sneaker designs. So yeah, we got the 990s, which came around 82. Uh, it was only pretty much at the time, like wealthier people could afford it. It was really expensive for a pair of shoes. Actually, actually, on that point, sorry, sorry, I just Googled what $100 in 1982 is today. Yeah. Basically, it would have the same purchase, purchasing power as $277 today. So that's like a That's, running shoe wow. that almost 300, which is you, you have like top, top, like carbon fiber running shoes that cost that much, but that's still a crazy amount. So back then that was just to put it into perspective, like super expensive. Uh, yeah. That's 280. You said, yeah, for a running yeah. shoe. That's, that's crazy. That's expensive as hell. Uh, so yeah, it was, it, it was, uh, it was mainly like the elites in society at the time who were kind of buying it. It also around the mid eighties became quite a popular shoe, uh, from what I read with drug dealers, uh, from, especially from the DC area. So, uh, basically these drug dealers, they would, they would buy a lot of flashy clothes, uh, but they would make sure that it's low key. So they would wear like a Gucci all black outfit or like a Hugo boss, like black shirt with black pants, gray or gray or whatever, just with like tiny logos in it. So they don't stand out too much. And their sneaker of choice always was the gray nine nineties. And the reason they wore it is because they didn't want to be suspected by the cops in any way. They basically wanted to look as low key as possible. So the nine nineties was actually a super popular shoe with uh, Washington DC drug dealers, which I thought was a hilarious story. That's crazy. Uh, and uh, we only got the 990 V2. I should take a guess. When do you think the 990 V2s came out? This was the first ever update to the 990s. I remember it took ages, right? Like I think wasn't it like 92 or something like that, or 95? 98. Yeah, 90- that's crazy. So 16 years later, the shoe finally got an update. Uh, in 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 the year 1998, and I don't know if you guys have seen a 990 V2. It looks like an entirely different shoe, in my opinion. It doesn't look anything like the originals. It yeah. was also it was also the first uh, New Balance sneaker to have this absorb uh, technology, which still is used in quite a few New Balance models. Uh, and it was from a technological standpoint, it was a huge difference to the uh, original 990s. It was a much more comfortable shoe. Um, and it, the most, one of the most popular 990 V2s that have released recently was probably those Emil Leondor 990 V2s, which released a couple of years ago, which is actually one of my grail sneakers. I actually tried to cop it a couple of, a few days ago, like, oh, yeah. uh, uh, because, um, like I'm doing like a sponsorship with goat shout out goat, by the way. Uh, and, <laughs> and they, they basically were, were going to send me a sneaker from the goat app. And I was like, all right, this is my opportunity to get the 990s. And the price was like insane. So I'm like, 
yeah, I'm probably going to pass. Like, it's, 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 it's too much to ask for this. So I didn't, I didn't actually end up asking for that sneaker, oh, but damn. yeah, th- that's, that's probably one of my grails. Such a beautiful shoe, the, the Aime Leon door 990 V2s. And then in 2001, we saw the beginning of the 99X series. And this is where like in, in the past we were getting uh, like the 990 and the 990 V2. And you would naturally think that we, the next shoe would be a 990 V3. But instead in 2001, we saw the New Balance 991s come out. So this was the start of the 99X series. This was an extension of the 990 series. And uh, from a design perspective, very, very different than the first two. In uh, the most, one of the most notable differences is probably the N logo. The N logo is much smaller on this uh, on this model than the V1 and the V2 990s. And then in 2006, they once again changed the design quite a bit and gave us the 992s in 2006, which turned out to be one of the most or the favorite shoe of Steve Jobs. Uh, rest in peace. And uh, the 992s, of course, over the last couple of years have regained massive popularity. I think the timing on that retroing was amazing because it's just the perfect sneaker for right now. The people are really into retro models right now. And what, that, that silhouette, I think it looks amazing in the year 2020 and 2021. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, you can just tell by last year, even GR colorways were selling out and having quite a bit of resale as well. And for sure. It, it's been tough to find one 990 pair, 992, sorry, that looks bad in pretty much any colorway. Like they all look really good. The shape so. is really, really good. Like I think the 991 is nice, but the 992 is just that, like you can tell that it's an upgrade. It just m- looks much better, much smoother and cleaner. Yeah. The nine, the 992s, I, I definitely feel from a visual perspective, much nicer looking than the 911s. Then in 2008, we got the 993s. And if you look at the 993, it pretty much looks like they took the upper of the 991. Oh, sorry. No, they took the upper of the 992 and they put it on the midsole of the 991. It, it, that's exactly what it looks like. And that's pretty much what it was. The 993 was a combination of the 991 and the 992. And I actually think the 993s are super nice, like like a kind of an underrated model from the New Balance line. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in 2012, to celebrate the 30th birthday of the 990s, we got the New Balance 990 V3. So this was once again a continuation of the original 990 series. And uh, this one, definitely much more different than the V1 and V2. We had the perforated uppers and the mesh panels. But the technology on the sneaker, as far as the running and the cushioning technology, was pretty much identical to the 1998 pair, the 990 V2s. It still had that same absorb technology. The 990 V3, at least at least for me, uh, one of my favorite pairs, I think, ever of the 990s. Uh, I just really like the way it looks. Uh, we'll get into then in the year 2016, we got the 990 V4s. Which, if you ask like a lot of the people nowadays who wear New New Balance, uh, especially in the Berlin area, uh, the 990 V4s are probably like the favorite model of the 990s for most people. Like it's it's a very classic looking shoe. They of course redesigned the midsole uh, compared to the 990 V3s, and then finally in 2019 we got the most latest version, the 990 V5, which at least visually it looks. In, in my opinion, almost identical to the 990 V4s. There's some subtle differences, like it has a slightly longer tongue, yeah. uh, the, the V5s. But besides that, it looks pretty much identical to me to the V4s. I own a pair of V5s, and it's definitely the most worn sneaker in my whole collection. It's Yeah, it's, same here. It's the one I just kind of, I have a gray pair, of course. I just leave it by the door. Uh, when I want to walk my dog, I just take that that pair of shoes. It's just like it's so so comfortable, and it's also like my absolute go to like vacation sneaker. If like especially if I know I'm going in somewhere in Europe, I'm probably going to be doing a lot of walking around, sightseeing, and all that. Like my favorite pair of shoes to take with me is the 990 V5 because it's just such a comfortable all day type of comfort. Just one of my favorite shoes. Period. So that's. Uh, that's pretty much the history of the 990s, quite a long history, actually. So in total, there are seven different models or actually eight different models, including the V5 990s. So I got to ask you, Fabs, like out of these eight, 
models, which one is your uh, favorite? Oh man, I mean, b- before I was just going by the actual like strict 990s. I didn't include the 992s and the 991s and stuff. Yeah. Um, oh, I mean, if if we're talking like out of all eight, I would have to say the V3s, the 990 V3s are my favorite just because I know um, Stussy has a really nice collab on those. Um, you've got, I think, Stray Rats did a V3 yes. as well. Yes. Um or several V3s. I think the V3 just the the sole unit is what gets me kind of like the heel part. It just looks more performance than the other ones. So I really like that. Um, if I had to rank them, I've actually written this down here. So I got a huh. V3 in first, V4 in second, V5 in third, then the V2, and then the V1, because the V1 is like obviously super vintage, very basic, not really my style. Um and then if I had to squeeze the 993, the 992, and the 991 in there, they'd probably end up somewhere in the top five as well. Uh, but yeah, overall, I mean, just coming back to what you were saying before about like going on vacation and, and just like sliding into the 990 V5s, like it's funny because it, it like it's based off of a running shoe, right? But it's just the perfect walking shoe, you know? Like For if, sure. The first time I had the, 99, the 990 V5s on, I was like, late to like some appointment i was like speed walking through berlin and i just like i looked down at my feet and i'm like wow these shoes are great for walking you know like because <laughs> sometimes you're wearing shoes and you're like you're you, like you're slipping in them you're sliding around a little bit they don't fit right or they you know they're too tight in the front they're too loose or tight in the back whatever uh the 990 v5s are perfect and i love that new balance also like you can buy them in like wide fit and you know like they have different widths as well yeah so for me one of the the greatest shoes of all time but what about like you said so you said the v3 is your favorite what about yeah the rest? We, we, we both we both have the same favorite that's 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 pretty cool yeah i also like the 990 v3 for me it's actually the end logo on the 990 v3 like it, it just for some reason, like maybe it's just like an optical illusion or something, but like it just like stands out more for me, like compared to yeah. all the other models. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of like it's like attention grabbing. It just looks really, really good. And yeah, I love, of course, the Stray Rats colorways are really nice. And we're going to be seeing actually a collab with Bodega, the 990 V3, which damn, I got to cop those. Like Bodega, actually, Bodega, man, I don't, I, I don't know if you guys are listening to the pod, if you guys are send your boy a pair send two pairs over (laughs) please 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 and also the the joe fresh goods ones are really really nice those were on the cover of sneaker freaker the latest issue yes yes and uh so i mean those two are basically confirmed for this year there have been rumors about more v3s being released and more collaborations coming um to i guess i mean next year would be the 10th anniversary so it kind of makes sense to to have this coming out now and then i also heard rumors that we would be seeing a 990 v6 this year late this year so that could be happening as well it's not confirmed uh it's just you know like whispers that i've heard but um That's don't be surprised quick. yeah it is right it's always gotten quicker you've got like 1982 to 1998 then to 2012, then 2016, 2019. And it just gets quicker each year, but people love the shoe. And I guess, you know, people have very short attention spans. So I new balance wants to kind of satisfy that a little bit, I guess. Well, yeah, definitely looking forward to that then. For sure. All right. So let's get into the five, seven, four, which um, is not as old as the nine ninety, but just as classic and, just as iconic in its own right. So the 574 um, is first released 1988. So a good uh, six years after the 990. And I don't know if you guys know this, but New Balance basically, instead of giving its shoes random names, they went with a numeric uh, naming pattern. And the higher the number, the more tech is in the shoe. So a 990 has more tech than a 574, for example, or a 1500, which uh, was Bill Clinton's favorite running shoe, actually, when he was president, um, has more tech than the 99 series, for example. And oh. um, originally, the, uh, the 574 was released for the price 
conscious consumers. So it was made for people that wanted a decent runner, but didn't want to pay top dollar for uh, shoes like the 990, for example. And um, the four, seven, uh, sorry, the 575 and the 576, they actually came before the 574. It was the 577 that was actually the upgrade to those two sneakers, which were kind of like mid price range running shoes, but they still had like a decent amount of tech and were still respected in the running world. And the 574 was brought in as kind of a budget version of that series. Uh, it used a 576 upper, um, except the upper materials were switched out. Uh, there was a mesh base with really uh, durable suede uh, panels on the upper. Uh, performance internals were reduced. Uh, and the midsole tech was simplified so that it was given an end cap midsole. Um, basically, it was stripped down to make it cheaper. And the release of the 574 actually came during a time where in the late 80s, a lot of the sportswear brands um, were moving production to Asia. They were shifting a lot of their production from Europe, from the US to Asia to cut costs and make more profit. And, um, and because in Asia, obviously, the factories were being built. They were um, just as technologically advanced as in the West. And obviously labor was a little bit cheaper there. Um, but New Balance prided itself and, and still does on making shoes in the US and the UK. And um, the chief, uh, I think it was the, the CEO of um, New Balance at the time, was instructed by the board to move uh, manufacturing across to Asia to cut costs and make a profit just as the competitors were doing. But he refused. He said, no, New Balance doesn't do that. And so the 574 was still produced in the UK and in the US at the time because New Balance wanted to prove that you could make a cheaper yet durable runner in those countries in the West. And they did. And the great thing about the 574 was that it was one of the first New Balance shoes to cross into the lifestyle sector. Um, as you said, the 990, uh, it was adopted by you know, drug dealers and, and some of the richer people um, because it was a status symbol. But the 574 was kind of the opposite. It was so cheap that um, all sorts of people could afford it. And it was uh, available to a much bigger audience. And because of its cheaper price point and the wider range of consumers who bought it, it, uh, it um, appealed to a wider range of people and more people wore it. And then more people ended up wearing it for non-sport activities. Uh, and it also turned out to be a very comfortable all-day shoe thanks to the end cap midsole. Uh, it was also one of the first New Balance shoes that was uh, released in brighter colorways. As you were saying, you know, New Balance kind of made gray its thing. It, it wanted to stand out by blending in a little bit with the gray. And the 574 uh, was actually released with a bunch of really bright in-your-face colorways because the, the paneling, and if you look at a picture of the 574, you'll see this, but the suede paneling is really, really simple. And the suede and mesh is easy to kind of play with and do different color blocking options. And um, New Balance actually did very, very little advertising for it. Uh, it focused more on its high-end performance shoes like the 990 or the 99X series. Um, but the 574 still kind of became the New Balance shoe. Because for me, when I think of New Balance shoes, like obviously I think of the 990, but if you look at kind of mass market consumers and you look at like what people are wearing out there, more often than not, it's the 574 or at least a shoe that looks like the 574, right? Um, and it was one of the first shoes to kind of sit between lifestyle and performance at New Balance at a relatively affordable price point. And everybody uh, from Moz Def to uh, Steve Jobs have worn the 574. It's basically the quintessential dad shoe uh, at New Balance. And uh, a funny, um, not coincidence, but like a funny little fact is that, you know, the uh, sneaker emoji on Apple? Yeah. It looks just like the 574, except that it has two stripes on it to be like not, uh, what's it called? Not like a New Balance shoe, but um, it's, it does actually, it does look like right? a 574 now that I think it does. It. And, and so uh, that just to me at least proves just how like iconic and like 
basic the shoe is in a way, like in a good way, right? It's not like basic in a bad way, but it's, it's so iconic and so kind of like it blends in with the surroundings. Like it could be a dad wearing it or like a, a like a stylist or whatever that it looks just like the Apple emoji. And the Apple emoji is basically when you're talking about sneakers on online, that's kind of what you use to, to, you know, show yeah. that you're talking about sneakers. So for me, that's why the five, seven, four, even though it wasn't ever the most expensive shoe, it wasn't the flashiest shoe. It wasn't the shoe with the most technology. Um, it didn't have, you know, a hundred upgrades like the 990 does, but for me, it's basically the new balance shoe. It's the ultimate dad shoe for me. And yeah, that's a really quick and hopefully, uh, interesting history on the 574. Yeah, that's cool. I, that, that I actually had no idea about the, the namings of all the different new balance models or named according to how much tech they had. I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah, actually, so on that point, the the New Balance 2002, right? The the one that Salehi worked on and, mm-hmm. and all those other brands. That one was first designed to be like the modern day version of the 990. It like I think it retailed for like $260 or something crazy like that, or $230 back in like 2010, I think it was when it first came out. Mm-hmm. Um, because the I think the the design brief to the designers was to design a shoe that was fit for CEO. It was like a shoe that a CEO would work out in and run in, right? So it had to be expensive. They used the best materials, and um, it was basically inspired by like Rolls Royce and like Rolexes and Patek Philippe's. That was kind of like the mood board that the designers had to create the 2002. And it makes sense, right? 2002 is like higher than you know the 1500 the 990 or whatever so um that's basically where that whole like numbering thing comes in the higher the number the more advanced and the more performance the shoe is okay Uh, well i mean it doesn't really reflect in the price points though because like like for example the 2002s they retail for a cheaper price than the 1500s for example or even well, that's like- because the new ones, the new ones, they have a different sole. So they've, oh, they, okay, okay. they ditched the old sole and they, they actually have the 860 V2 sole. Um, so the re-release of the 2002, which came out last year has the 2002 upper, but the 860 V2 sole. And I think that makes it cheaper. It makes it less like gaudy and kind of in your face. Uh, and that's why it also like has retailed at a lower price point now. But originally when it came out in 2010, I think the price point was over $240, $250, which was oh, a wow, lot of money back that's then. That's a lot for a pair of new balances. That's that's yeah. crazy. I mean, yeah, it was like the CEO lifestyle. Like, you know, somebody like jumps off their private jet, goes to work out. What does he wear? New balance 2002. No, that's, I mean, that that's cool though. Like, thanks for the, thanks for that little history breakdown of the 574. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Let us know in the comments, what do you, uh, what is your favorite new balance and what is your favorite pair of 990s too both me and fobs agree the 990 v3s are definitely our favorites but let us know in the comments uh i think if i were to guess it would probably be the 992s just based on how popular that shoe has been over the last (laughs) year all right so let's just end off this podcast with talking about the upcoming drops Uh, we're just going to talk about a few of our of the notable shoes that we'll be releasing over the next two weeks uh i guess i could go first we'll uh so both of these shoes are actually purple <laughs> and i just noticed oh, wow. that okay uh so the first is uh we're going to be seeing the jordan one court purple this is actually a woman's release and uh, it's a colorway that looks almost identical almost identical to uh the jordan one metallic blues which were like an og colorway except this one of course is in purple uh it's weird that it's a woman's release i don't understand why because this is a colorway that i'm sure a lot of men would want more than women it doesn't really strike me as a woman's colorway uh and uh, so i'm kind of surprised by that so because of that reason the sizing only goes up to a men's 10 and a half so i'm i'm just kind of confused by why uh, jordan brand decided to make this a woman's release 
And honestly, I really wish they stopped with this men's releases and women's releases and just kind of gave us uniform sizes on every release. Yeah, just in- inclusive sizing from like whatever it is, like a size 34 to a size uh, 49 in European sizes. I think that's like a US 4 to like a US 14 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like I don't know why they just don't do that. I- I'm sure there's, I-, I-, I have a long theory about why they do that, but like it's too much to get into this podcast, but but um but yeah i mean like it's disappointing that this is a woman's release this one will be releasing on june the third uh and it will be a worldwide release and then the other one this is a much doper purple shoe this is the we're going to be seeing the fragment dunks drop oh so this is the fragment uh the fragment dunk beijing colorway it's a retro ring for the first time it's a black and purple upper with the you of course got that fragment logo at the bottom right part of the shoe of super 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 nice colorway uh, i know that we've been getting a lot of dunks this year i'm hoping they come correct with the quality i hope it's a really really nice uh yeah i hope it's, I, I hope they did the shoe justice it is one of the most classic uh dunks to ever release one of the most like iconic dunks so hoping they they did the, the retro justice and uh that for me is definitely one of the best dunks to release this year and this month actually if we're just talking like releases this month we can so <laughs> i just put out a video yesterday talking about all the releases in the upcoming month of june and somebody wrote in the comments I noticed I counted how many times you said the word dunk. I said it 33 times in the video. (laughs) So there's a lot, a lot of dunk colorways coming up this month. Uh, They're really, you know, and and, and that's not even including the 50 off-white colorways. That's, yeah. There's just just a ridiculous amount of dunks coming. But uh, definitely the fragment dunks are the ones that I have circled as my favorite dunks to release uh, this year to go along with the ambush. Yeah, no, uh, I think the uh, the fragment dunks are interesting. I think the, the cool thing about those is that it's kind of like a re-release from an older pack, right? So yeah. um, for, for the people that, you know, were collecting sneakers back then, it'll definitely be like an exciting release. Um, for people like me who are tired of dunks, uh, it's a little uh, fatiguing, I would say. But uh, overall, I mean, it's a nice colorway. It's like that mismatched kind of upper color blocking. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I can see why you like it. Um, I actually have two very, very different releases on here, uh, on my upcoming drops. The first ones I think leaked yesterday for the first time. It's the Alele May 14 lows. Um, and I don't know if you've seen those, but they're kind of, they've got this gray suede upper high somebody sneakers posted them. If you want to check out on Instagram, but, um, they've got this gray suede upper and it's, uh, and then on the midsole, they've got these like this marbled mint green with uh, like an outsole, like a shiny golden outsole. So the gold and the mint green kind of are big pops of color against that like gray suede kind of subtle minimalist upper. Um, and I'm normally not a fan of uh, 14s, uh, but these ones I have to say are banging like they're better than Alele's last Air Jordan 1s. And, you know, I like those. And I think these are almost better than the Clot Air Jordan 14s. And those were already really good, like those Terracotta Warrior ones. Yeah. Um, I just think the colors on these are amazing. I don't know. Have you, do you have them on your screen? Yeah, I'm, l- I'm, looking, I'm looking at them right now. They kind of give me um, Yeezy 700 V3 vibes. Uh, you yeah. Know, with the, with the, black, uh, the black tongue and that kind of, you know, that like, almost like a triangular kind of shape on the upper. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like that narrow type of shape. So I don't, it's giving me a lot of those 700 V3 vibes. But yeah, it's a it's a sick colorway though. It's it's very unique. You know, you don't see like silver and this this shade of green too. It's like a, I don't know what, what they call the shade of green, but it's almost like an emerald green. Yeah, like, a, like an emerald, kind of like a faded emerald green. It's really nice. Um, that's why like... I. I it might not be a, a shoe that I end up buying, but it's a shoe that I like looking at and will definitely appreciate if I see them in the wild on somebody's feet. Wow. That's pretty crazy that she got two collabs so close to each other. Like that's, that's pretty big for Laylee. Yeah. I mean, I would say she's probably one of the better Jordan collaborators uh, over 
you know, the last five years or something like that, which is why they've kept giving her like shoes to work on. And these ones are great. Like, you know, I think you have to be a good kind of collaborator to get something out of the Air Jordan 14 because it yeah. is a it's a it's a difficult silhouette to work on because it's not an instant classic. There's a lot going on. It's very performance, but she's done really, really well here, which is which is dope. Yeah, this is these are nice. I agree with you. These are definitely, I think, look nicer than the terracotta clock 14s for sure. And then my second upcoming drop is a bit of a different one. It's um a collaboration between Adidas and this studio called RAL 7000 Studio. Um, and they are collaborating on this three pr- 3D printed Adidas Mutant ZX. Um, for any everyone listening, I'm going to put a link in the show notes so that you can check out this sneaker because it is absolutely wild. It's like this silicone 3D printed upper and you basically just slip your shoe into the upper. So it's like a, it's like a boot for your shoe kind of. And I don't know, like if you're putting a proper shoe in there or if you're just putting your sock or like a, like a neoprene booty in there. Wait, what do you mean? It's like, it's a shoe for your shoe. Kind of. That's what it looks like in the video. Like it, it's, it's basically like silicone, right? So it's 3d printed rubber. You can like twist it any which way you want. But um, I think there's like an inner shoe that you can put into it. You know what I mean? So that you're, you have like an inner shoe that's made out of neoprene or whatever. And then the sole unit and the upper goes around that. So you're basically like covered by the shoe, which is, uh, I just think, I just think it looks sick. It looks super futuristic. It reminds me of the Heron Preston Calvin Klein shoes, which I will also link in the show notes because is this black you colorway seen- you're talking about. Yeah, there's a black one, but then there's also a white one. Um, yeah, these look insane. Jeez. Right. These, wow. These look, these look like they're from like a like the Terminator movie or something. They could you know? easily, like, they could easily be a Yeezy or something like that. You know. No, these are insane. These, oh, I like these. I love. Yeah, I definitely like how different they look. They look. I'm all about like different looking shoes, and these look hella different. These yeah. are sick. They're, they're crazy. So I, um, I don't know when these are dropping or whether they'll drop. I, it might even just be like a one-off kind of design experiment that Adidas is doing. Um, I'm going to try and get more information and update you guys next time around. Maybe I can even get one to, uh, unbox or something on our Instagram account. But, uh, those are my two kind of the shoes that have been on my mind the past week. Yeah, those are, those are nice, man. So yeah. And, and there's, there's a ton of other releases, but we're just going to focus on a few here. Uh, yeah, those are, those are definitely some pretty cool ones that you picked out. And yeah, that's pretty much the end of our pod. Thank you guys once again for listening all the way through. You guys are the absolute best. As always, share it with a friend. Anyone who you think is into this type of content, uh, share it with a friend. Give us a subscribe. Give us a subscribe on Spotify. A review on Apple Music would be super, super appreciated, guys. five stars five stars of course only only five stars and thank you guys and yeah we'll talk to you next time see you guys